I'm going to speak to you in a minute about overcoming disappointment. God's answer for your life. And I, I've got it with a miracle of technology. We're going straight over to New York to listen to a choir sing this song. It's been recorded before the pandemic. I hope you're blessed by it.
Okay. Praise the Lord. I hope you like that. And it's very true, isn't it? My life is in his hands. There's a lot of people self-isolating today. They've been pinged online. So we uh, give you a very warm welcome for those of you watching. Dealing with disappointment, I want to read to you a psalm. I really was having trouble what to bring to you the next few weeks. And uh, I remember reading the psalms and was greatly blessed myself by reading them. And I know that Jeff and Jenny have been doing a morning devotion through the psalms, so they may have done this one, I don't know. But it, it was a blessing to me, and I thought I would bring it this morning, what we do the rest of the, the, the month of August. I'll have to seek the Lord a bit more about that. But it's Psalm 3, if you've brought a Bible, and I'm going to read to you from the New King James Version this morning. We normally use the NIV Version, don't we? But uh, this is the New King James Version. This is how it reads. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they who rise up against me. Many are those who say of me, there is no help for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. I lay down and slept. I woke, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O Lord. Save me, O my God, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. Selah, the little word selah means pause a little and think about it. <clears throat> Suppose everyone has disappointments in life and in the pandemic we, we've had a number of false dawns, haven't we? But everyone has disappointments from time to time and things don't quite turn out the way you had hoped they might do a relationship with a boy or a girl. You got dumped or whatever it was. Or a career that didn't turn out as planned. Or ex exam results that weren't up to what you expected. Or a dream uh, that didn't seem to happen. Or health issues, maybe for retirement. For, and, and, and there's health issues and things. And things can be disappointing for people at times. I came across this song uh, by a, a, a lady called Janice Ines. She wrote about a girl at 17 who was a bit disappointed, I think, that she hadn't got a, a boyfriend. It goes like this. I learned the truth at 17 that love was meant for beauty queens and high school girls with clear skin smiles who married young and then retired. The Valentines I never knew. The Friday night charades of youth were spent on one more beautiful. At 17, I learned the truth. 
of those of us who knew the pain of Valentine's that never came and those whose names were never called <coughs> when choosing sides for basketball. It was long ago and far away. The world was younger than today and dreams were all they gave for free to ugly duckling girls like me. I was, I'm nearly in tears now reading it. <laughs> but uh, dis sometimes disappointments come in life. <clears throat> And when David wrote this psalm, it was at a time of personal tragedy and disappointment. Absalom, his son, um, was a, a handsome guy, but he had a heart of stone inside. <clears throat> Absalom had had his brother Amnon murdered because Amnon, some years before, had raped his half-sister, Tamar. Uh, Tamar. And uh, he had fled to his grandfather, Ad Absalom, um, Talmir, he was the king of Geisha. Eventually, David had allowed Absalom to come back to Jerusalem, but he couldn't see the king's face. And some people believe that if David, David's partial forgiveness was the cause or could have been one of the causes of the rebellion that followed later. But Absalom was in Jerusalem, never saw the king's face for two years until eventually he was reconciled to his father. Now, Absalom was a, a really good-looking guy, and this is what the Bible says about him. And everybody loved him. No one in Israel was as handsome as Absalom. From head to foot, he was the perfect specimen of a man. He cut his hair once a year, and then only because it was too heavy to carry around. When he weighed it out, it came to five pounds. That is a lot of hair, I can tell you, as one who is follically challenged, that is a lot of hair, five pounds. My mother used to send us for five pounds of potatoes when we were kids, and I tell you, they were heavy. <clears throat> but Absalom had ambitions of taking over the kingdom. He had a chariot built. Fifty men ran in front of it. He got up early in the morning and he sat at the gate and welcomed all the people of Israel that were coming into Jerusalem to have justice met. He put himself about a bit. They bowed down to him. He said to them, if your claims are valid, I'm on your side. Everybody likes you when you're saying yes to them. Isn't that right? <laughs> when you say no occasionally, that the problems arise. <clears throat> he said, but there's no representative of the king to see you. He said, if only I, if only I was the king, I would give you justice. And in this way, with flattering words and handsome features. The Bible says he stole the hearts of the people of Israel. So he asked his father David if he could go to the, the city of Hebron. He said, because when I was away from you before, he said, I made a vow to God. He said, if you would bring me again to Jerusalem, I would worship you in Hebron. So King David said, well, you go, my son, and the Lord be with you. So Absalom then gathered 200 soldiers or people and they gathered around Absalom 
and they proclaimed that Absalom was king in Hebron. The people followed Absalom, one of David's trusted counselors, a man by the name of Ahithophel, who, who had been with David for years. He defected over to Absalom. So David is fleeing from the city of Jerusalem. As he's going, a man called Shimei uh, is throwing dust and stones at King David and saying to him, you're a man of blood. It's all coming back on you now. You, you've shed a lot of blood and you've, you, 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 you've taken over the kingdom from King Saul and, and God is repaying you for all the badness of your life and he's throwing stones at this. And one of David's men, um, Abishai, uh, he said, your majesty, just let me go with my sword. I'll flick his head off as quick as anything. Just no, said David, let him curse. It might be that God will turn his curse into a blessing. Everything seemed to be going wrong for David at this time. And he sat down and he wrote this psalm. How are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. He's gone too far this time. So my first thought about disappointments is this. Don't deny your disappointments. The why question we can ask. That prophetic psalm, Psalm 22, that Jesus himself prayed when he was on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? And then in Psalm 43, it reads, You are my God, my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? I think David had his disappointments with his family. As I've said, Amnon, his son, had raped his half-sister Tamar. Absalom had had Amnon killed. You may be disappointed with your family. They may not have done anything as drastic as this, but uh, birthdays come and go and you don't hear from them. Christmases come and go and there is no card and, and there's an emptiness there. And then David was um, disappointed with his friend who'd been with him all the years, Ahithophel, long-standing confident. And then he was probably disappointed with his followers, the nation. David, under God's hand, had brought the nation together. He had molded them into a, a wonderful nation of God's people. And now this had come, and it was dividing, and there was rebellion, and all sorts of things. And David was disappointed with that. <clears throat> and then there are some people who are disappointed in God, thinking maybe God could have done better for me on this occasion or that occasion and somehow. So how does David overcome these disappointments and how can you and I overcome some of the disappointments in life? <clears throat> well, he remembered his relationship with the Lord. This is what he said. You, O oh Lord, are a shield for me. 
he remembered he had a relationship with God. Lord, you are my shield. You are my protector. You are the one who watches over me. For the believer, brothers and sisters, you are protected. First of all, you're protected by the blood of Jesus Christ. He protects us from the coming wrath of God. He protects us to, to see us right into eternity. You may remember the story of Moses when he, God was delivering the children of Israel. He said, this is what you've got to do, Moses, before you've got to get a little lamb and keep it up from the 10th to the 14th day. Then you kill it, and then you sprinkle the blood on the side posts and on the doorposts of your homes. He said, because tonight, he said, there's going to be an angel of death passing over all, all Egypt. And Moses, he's going to be looking for one thing. He's going to be looking for the blood. If the blood is on the door, you have nothing to fear. The angel of death will pass over you. <clears throat> now, in my imagination, I see two families. One of them says, my son is a, is a great guy. He's never done much wrong in all of his life. He doesn't need the blood on his door. He can get by on his own. The next door neighbor, he's very insecure. He said, Lord, do you think if you put the blood up there, is it, is it going to work for me? Or is the angel just going to kill me? So they apply the blood. And the one says to his son, don't worry, son. The blood will protect you. When the angel of death passes over, they were protected. And praise God, we as believers are protected from God's wrath by the blood of Christ. He took the punishment on our behalf, praise God. And we are protected and we are preserved unto eternal life because of the blood of Jesus. Secondly, we are protected from spiritual attack. <clears throat> it must have been very comforting for Peter, for the Lord to look at him and say, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith does not fail. And when you are turned again, strengthen your brothers. He was a shield around him. And in Jesus' high priestly prayer, it goes like this. He said to his father, I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. And I'm coming to you, Holy Father, Protect them by the power of your name. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by the name you gave me. He went on to say, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. There is the blessing of protection. And in Psalm 91, it goes like this. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. 
His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the COVID, <laughs> nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it won't come near you. Only with your eyes will you observe the, and see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the most high your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra and trample the great lion and the serpent underfoot. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him and will protect him. For he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Jesus said, don't be afraid of those who kill the body. There's nothing else that they can do. Praise God that the believer is safe and secure. That whatever happens in this life, praise God, we are protected by the presence and the power of the Lord. <clears throat> We're protected by the blood of Christ, by the Spirit of God, and the prayers of Jesus who intercedes on behalf of his people. So David is reminding himself of his relationship with the Lord. He said, Lord, you are my shield. Then he goes on to say, you are my glory. Um, something that makes you glorious. You remember when Moses went up the mountain to get the Ten Commandments and he'd been away for six weeks. And when he came down, his face was shining. And all Israel noticed this. He couldn't look at his face. It was like, like the sunshine, I think, his face. He was, he was glorious. He was all glorious. Now, praise God, one wonderful day, we shall all be glorious in heaven, we shall be dressed in, in robes of glory. We shall be amazing. I have, with a new body, I have hoarded one, six or eight inches taller than this one, <coughs> with hair this time. <coughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glorious. The Bible says this, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Hallelujah. You're going to look wonderful one glorious day, but before that time, you can look wonderful anyhow. The glory of God to rest upon you. How many of you believe we heard about the anointing this morning and about the, the stuff that, 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 that uh, we nearly had a lesson in um, body manufacturing or building? The, the stuff that uh, the, 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 the glues together and makes the whole thing change. Praise God. We are being changed from glory to glory. What does, what does the, the Apostle Paul say? We all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being changed from one degree of glory to another. Oh, praise God. <clears throat> the Bible is a wonderful book. And the Bible paints um, two pictures. It paints a lot of pictures, but it paints a picture of human nature on one side uh, and um, uh, 
how bad human nature can be, uh, envy, strife, lust, greed, all the things. It also paints a picture of the Lord. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, goodness. And the thing is, the wonderful thing is, that as you focus on the glories of Christ, as you focus on the glories of heaven, you are being changed into the same image. <laughs> Hallelujah. What you're feeding on is changing you. <clears throat> if you keep looking within, and the enemy of our souls will get you to look within all the time and look back all the time, but the Spirit of God gets you to look away from yourself to Jesus to see the glory of his forgiveness, the glory of his grace, the glory of his power, the glory of his majesty. And as you and I look to the Lord, something is happening. We're becoming more like the Lord, praise God. I remember a lady said to me once, she said, you know, she said, since I've been coming along to church, she said, she said, and I've come to know the Lord, she said, I love my husband better. Well, that's a good start, isn't it? And uh, we're being changed from glory to glory. How many of us could do with a little bit more glory? And, and, and David said here, he said, you are a shield for me, Lord. You are my glory. You're the one that surrounds me with glory and makes me glorious. <clears throat> and then he goes on to say, and you are the lifter up of my head. In times of trouble and difficulty, you tend to look down and don't see things in the right perspective. <clears throat> but the Lord is encouraging us to lift up your eyes, lift up your head. And the ministry of Bible prophecy, as recorded in Corinthians, it says, but he who prophesies speaks edification or strength and exhortation and comfort. Prophecy builds up, lifts up, Cheers up. Hallelujah. <clears throat> In Lamentations, the, the, the prophet said, This I call to mind, therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. <clears throat> also, the lifting up of the head can mean promotion. You might remember the butler and the baker in the story of Joseph, where it says um, that after three days, Pharaoh lifted up the head of the chief butler. He promoted him. He, 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 he spurred him on. In the, my hometown of, of Blackburn in Lancashire, um, when I was a small boy, I don't remember this gentleman, but he was the pastor at the Assembly of God Church in Blackburn, and uh, apparently he was a lovely, godly man. People, very few cars in those days, in the 50s, um, and people used to get on the bus, and the drivers used to say they would know, they would know when Pastor Watson got on the bus, because there was a different atmosphere on the bus. <laughs> he, he, was, he had braces, of course, and uh, he would sing hymns at his front door. <laughs> And, and his testimony, one of his testimonies was, he said, I went to God one day expecting to get the sack. And instead, he increased my wages. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> he is a shield for us. 
He is our glory. And he is the one who lifts up our head. He's lifting up our heads this morning. <clears throat> um, I asked Emma if she would share uh, something but, uh, that she shared with the, t- uh, the, the staff team the other day. But she, she will share it another time. But what she was saying was, with everything going on around us, and she, they've got some real health challenges in their family, and such a lot to worry about, and such a lot to be concerned about. And Emma was saying, right now, she feels like she's in the eye of the storm, and everything's going around, but there's calmness in her spirit, hallelujah. So David said, I lay me down and sleep. I can go to bed at night and I can sleep because God's gonna take care of it, hallelujah. And God will take care of you and I. You're gonna make it. Amen. I think I've finished. He is your protector. He is your emancipator. He is my hope. We often say this, don't we? Uh, Pronounce this blessing upon us. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant your support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. Hallelujah. Whatever you're going through, we don't minimize disappointments in life. David had lots of disappointments. Disappointments with family, friends, situations. But he knew where his confidence was. He knew of a relationship that he had with the Lord. And if there's anybody here this morning or anyone watching at home and you're not sure whether you do have a relationship with the Lord yet. You can do. You can come under the shadow of his wing. You can come under the protection of the blood of Christ and the protection of the prayers of Jesus and the protection of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You are a shield for me. You are my glory and you are the lifter up of my head Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's pray together. Would you kindly stand with me? In a minute, we're going to sing that lovely old hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. Whatever is happening around you, whatever you're going through, you have been through or you will yet go through, The Lord has promised that he will never leave you nor forsake you. David said, how are the increase, Lord, that's troubling me? How is everything going wrong for me? And then he reminded himself, you are a shield for me. You've always protected me. All my life, we sung it this morning, didn't we? All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good to me. You are a shield for me. You are my glory, and you're the one who lifts up my head. Heavenly Father, we just pray for one another right now and for those watching at home. Heavenly Father, we pray, oh God, 
If there's a spirit of discouragement coming upon people, we pray, dear Lord, that you lift them up right now. We thank you that, Lord, through the darkest nights, the darkest times, praise God, you are with us and you bring us through, dear Lord. The darkest nights only give birth to the dawn, hallelujah. A dawn and a day that will shine brighter and brighter. Oh, hallelujah. Father, you are our shield. You've watched over us and you will watch over us. And you are our glory. You're the one who lights our life. And Lord, you're the one who lifts up our head. And so we pray your blessing upon the congregation here in the building, dear Lord, and the congregation out in their homes. In the name of Jesus, may each one truly know a deeper, wonderful relationship with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.